You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Oh, come on! Pause it and play it again. Isn't that so frustrating? Sometimes it takes a lot of perseverance to watch a two-minute video. And there's some of you right now that are just going, okay, seriously, so when is it going to... So when is it going to finish playing? It's not going to finish playing. (laughs) Oh, sometimes it takes a lot of perseverance in the digital age. And just so we're all on the same page, Webster's defines perseverance as steadfastness in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. The plain English version of that is sticking with something when it's hard. And we live in a digital age, and as I was just joking around with you, we have to persevere all the time. Like when we try to remember a password for something we haven't logged in in the last couple of months, well, is it this password or that password? And then when you reset it, you got to read the image that's like this tiny, and it's like, is that an ampersand or is that a C? And you're trying to figure out how to do it. Sometimes we try to have a video chat with a parent or FaceTime with someone that's far away, and it's like, hi, mom. Or we talk over each other all the time. And just last night, this happened. My wife wanted to show me something on Facebook, and she had to scroll all the way back through her Facebook feed to try to find it and just, like, hang out there for, like, a minute looking for it. And then Facebook resets the whole thing. It requires a lot of perseverance. Obviously, I'm joking a little bit, but one of these things just happened to me a couple of months ago. My wife was out of town, and I was parenting my two boys alone. And parents... Some days you're not even trying to win, you're just trying to survive. You know what I'm talking about? It was one of those days where it's like, hey, I'm going to feed you guys food that's like fried brown, no vegetables or microwaved and just shove it in their mouths. And then it's like, instead of giving them a bath, you just baptize them. You're just like, in and out. Now get to bed. I need some daddy time, right? I need some time to relax and chill. And so I was going to get that time. I climb into bed, get the Netflix going. I'm going to watch my favorite show, Mystery Science Theater 3000. About to hang out and have a good time. And of course, it doesn't connect to the Wi-Fi. And I try it again, and it doesn't connect to the Wi-Fi. So here I am, a person that I like to think is very reasonable, just stomping through my house as angry as possible because I have to reset the whole Wi-Fi. Like, I can't believe I have to do this. Why do I have to suffer like this? Why is this taking so much time? And I was so mad. And you know what? It took me about 10 minutes of perseverance just to reset the Wi-Fi. That's not a big deal. I mean, this signal's like going to space and coming back. And I was all upset that it only took 10 minutes, that it took 10 minutes to even do that. So these, it's a silly story of perseverance. But in the age we live in, everything is instant. Everything is on demand. Everything is streaming. Everything is right now. And unlike previous generations, life doesn't require perseverance like it used to. But let me say this. We cannot live a blessed up life without perseverance. Now, I'm talking about little things, small things, right? We live the life that our grandparents have always wanted to live, the world that they set up for us, and everything's, again, instant, on demand. We can have groceries delivered to our house. We don't always have to persevere. But when important things come up in our lives. When things we really want, we struggle to persevere, and a lot of times, we give up. So we give up when we have a bad boss at work, 
or our employment circumstance isn't quite right. We give up when we're going to school and we might not like a teacher or we might not be able to fit our class schedule into what we want. And when we give up, we give up a bright future. Maybe we're in a relationship and something goes wrong or you see the same pattern going over and over again and we say, you know what, that's enough. We give up, but we miss out on what could be a beautiful relationship that lasts for decades and decades. We give up maybe for trying to have a baby and we say, you know what, maybe this isn't right and we get bitter at our partner and we get bitter at God and we give up the possible future of having and raising or adopting a child. And for some of us, we give up because life is just too dang hard. There's stuff that happened in our past. There's stuff that's happening now that is just so difficult, it takes an effort just to get up during the day. And instead of dealing with the pain and dealing with the hole in ourselves, we give up and we numb it through our addictions, control, drugs, shopping, porn, whatever it is we use to fill that hole. We give up. We don't persevere. But let me tell you, we can't do that. you got to get this. We have to persevere. And I'm going to tell you more about that today. See, the struggle to persevere isn't new. See, back in the day, sometimes persevering meant that's what you had to do to live. Like, you wouldn't eat if you didn't persevere. And now we don't have that. But we live in an information age. We live in an information age, but we lack wisdom. You can Google search for anything, but does that actually make you feel better? When was the last time you asked Siri for something and it actually relieved that doubt or that frustration in you? Not very often, and that's why we're doing this major key series where we're walking through the wisdom books of Scripture, and it's great. And the reason perseverance is last is that perseverance is what binds all of everything you've learned together. The last three weeks, perseverance is the last piece, the linchpin that brings it together. So if you're seeking a, God, uh, a godly community like Pastor Lee talked about, and you're going, and you're like, hey, I'm going to get into a tribe, I'm going to get involved. But then you give up when somebody doesn't text you or somebody in the group rubs you the wrong way. You're going to miss it if you don't persevere. Or you're hearing about rest and finding peace in God, and you're excited about that, but you give up after a few days because you didn't follow the reading plan, or you didn't read, or you didn't pray. You give up. You don't persevere. You hear Humby talk about stop chasing the wind and be content with what God has for you but you don't persevere and you go back to your daydreams of trying to make your life like you want it. If you don't have perseverance, all of that is for naught. All of that is for naught. And that's why we're talking about perseverance today. Are we ready to get blessed up today? Let's get blessed up and head to Scripture and Proverbs 3, 5. This is a key piece of an ingredient of perseverance, and the ingredient is faith. It says, trust not in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Boom. Talk done. That's all you need to do. I'm gone. Get a bumper sticker on the way out. Keep calm. Trust God, right? Well, that's easy. That's a cliche. But I think we all know in this room, putting that scripture up on the screen doesn't change anything if we don't actually live it, if we don't actually believe it. See, what this key verse unpacks is that you have to have faith in something bigger than yourself to persevere. To persevere, you have to have faith in something bigger than yourself. Here at City Church, it's God, but not everybody believes that. Some folks have faith in science. Some folks have faith in humanity. Some folks have faith in some like crystal system or the secret that they think controls the universe. 
You have to have faith in something bigger than yourself. And if you're not sold on God yet, I want to let you know I'm glad you're here. If you're skeptical, I'm glad you're on your spiritual journey with us. There's no pressure. You can seek here as long as you want. But we here at City Church, we put our faith, our faith in Jesus. That's what we believe is bigger than us. And we lean on him and we trust in him. And we do that because God loves us. God loves us so much. And it's like the songs we were just singing, right? He's so good and he loves us so much. And he was so good that he sent Jesus to this earth, right? Jesus came to heal our relationship with God because we're separated by sin. But Jesus' life and death on this earth put us back into relationship with God. We can have that relationship. That's not just about going to heaven, which is awesome, but it's also about living a better life here. And we trust that Jesus did that. And all we've done as believers is we've said a simple prayer, no magic words. We just said, Jesus, I believe, I trust you. And that's all you have to do today to go down that path. Man, for some of you, that might be weird. That might be crazy. And I gotta be honest, it is a little crazy. It's not super logical, and I want you, as I said, to continue seeking, continue asking questions, but know that we here at City Church believe historical, philosophical, scientific evidence that Jesus lived, was crucified, and rose from the dead, and we put our faith in that. That's the gospel that we believe in. And at the heart of all that is a God that loves us, right? You have to have faith in something bigger than yourself to persevere, but at the heart of it, at City Church, there's a God who loves us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God loves you? I mean, it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to see it on a screen. It's one thing to read the verse. It's another thing to feel it. I mean, I was going through seminary, reading the Bible, doing the whole thing. And up until a couple of years ago, I really couldn't even get the idea that God actually loved me. Like in a real human way, not a distant God who kind of thinks good thoughts about me and I'm cool with from a distance. No, 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 a God that actually loves me and my circumstances, what's going on now. And I remember the first time I read the verses, nothing can separate me from the love of God. The first time I read them and believed them deep in my heart and the tears filled my eyes. I couldn't believe that this big God could love me. And some of you are struggling right there, but let me tell you, if you don't believe that God loves you, you cannot persevere. You cannot persevere because the struggle will win every single time if you don't believe God truly loves you. He just will, right? Psalm 136 says it like this, his faithful love endures forever. God loves you. That faithful love is for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for me. His faithful love endures forever. And if you take one thing from this talk, it's that God loves you for who you are, not for who you want to be or who you think you have to be. In spite of all the barriers that you can come up in your head, God loves you. And we can persevere if we believe God loves us. We can persevere if we believe God loves us. But that's not all. Right? It goes on and we unpack it. And he goes further in Proverbs, the writer of the proverb, to tell us what happens when we trust. So Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all of your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. All right, fire up the air horn. That's our major key alert today. Major key alert. When we persevere, God will make our path straight. I'm going to hit you with the air horn one more time. Just in case. 
When you persevere, God will make your paths straight. So straight paths don't mean that much to us now because we have roads and a whole bunch of things. But in the ancient world, a straight path was critical. A straight path was the most important thing for commerce and safety and their everyday lives. So what God was promising here was hugely significant. Let me tell you a little bit about what straight paths mean. Straight paths meant safety. Straight paths meant safety. They were the safest and most protected roads to travel. And in the ancient world, this was important because you could just find yourself wandering in the wilderness for days if you got off track. Straight roads were the safest possible route. And you know who was the master of these? The Romans. The Romans built Roman roads and they were always so straight and they still stand today. They can't fix a pothole on commerce and this 2,000 year road is still there. The Romans built these beautiful straight roads and they built them for one reason, and many reasons, but for one reason, for safety. For safety, because you could see advancing armies. You could see hordes of bandits and barbarians. You could be sure of the wildlife that was around you, and it would get you where you needed to go in the safest possible way. So when, when we persevere, God makes our paths straight. He puts us on these straight roads. Another reason that straight paths are so important is that it gives us vision for our past, right? It tells us where we've come from. Because again, it could be so easy to get lost in the ancient world. There weren't all these streets and roads and map quests, Google Ways, any of that. A straight road can tell us where we've come from and help us get back. So we have vision for the past. And for so much of us, our past, we got a lot of trouble in there whether someone hurt you or you grew up in a very difficult house, you've got trauma and pain from your past. Or maybe it's what you've done. Maybe you've done things that are so awful that you think they're irredeemable, but I'm here to tell you they're not. But you know what those things get you when we look back at our past? We see a distorted view of God and a distorted view of ourselves. We see a distorted view of God or a distorted view of ourselves when our pasts aren't straight. See, a lot of times... We put the face of our earthly father on our heavenly father. And for some of us in this room, we didn't have good earthly fathers. We had abusive, hurtful, absent, mean people. Don't put that face on God because that's not who he is. For others of us, it's authority figures that hurt us that we put God's face on. And we look at God and think, well, he's just waiting for me to mess up. We look at God and think, he's just waiting for me to make another mistake and he's going to knock me down a peg for it. Or he's up there and he doesn't care about what's going on for me. He's absent. When we put that face on God, that's a distorted view. And we cannot persevere if we have a distorted view of God. The other distorted view we have is of ourselves. So often we think we're not worthy of love. So often we think we're not worthy of anything but suffering and failure. That's a distorted view of yourself. You were not created by God to think so lowly of yourself. He created you and there's a part of him in you. You are worthy of love and he loves you. That's why you were created. You are worthy of love. But when we have a distorted view of ourselves, we can't persevere. We don't want to persevere because we go, well, I'm just going to fail. Just going to be wrong. 
when we have a distorted view of God and a distorted view of ourselves, our road gets crooked and windy. But when we persevere, God can make that path straight. He can make that path straight and have us see him in the right way, that he is a good, good father. We just sang that song and it's real. He's a good, good father. And we have the right view of ourselves that we are worthy of love and acceptance and care. We got to get that right to get our path straight so that we can persevere because when we persevere, God will make those paths straight. And the last thing, the reason the straight path is such a blessing and of so much importance is that it was the most direct journey to where we want to go. The shortest distance between two points is... You guys are better at geometry than the last service. I just want to let you know that. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? So here's where you are. Here is where you want to be. The shortest distance is a straight path. And that's what God is trying to give us. He's trying to give us the shortest distance between where we are and where he wants to bless us and where he wants us to go. That's awesome, but that doesn't mean that it's fast. The most direct path does not mean it's fast. I mean, how many times have you used Waze or Google Maps to try to get you somewhere and it takes you some funky way and you're like turning and driving through a neighborhood that you're like, I didn't know this existed here. Why does that kid have a machine gun? And you're driving through these neighborhoods and it, sh- it saves you 90 seconds. It saves you 90 seconds. Is it worth it for the stress? God is trying to put you on a straight path, and it might not be fast, but it's the right path because it's going to get you where you want to go. I mean, think about it this way. You go places every day. You go to weddings. You go to work. You even came to church this morning. And can you imagine going to church this morning, hitting a red light, and going, I guess God doesn't want me to go to church this morning. (laughs) He, He put a barrier in my path. Okay, the door is closed. I'm not going to church. We laugh, but that's what we do on our spiritual journey all the time. There's a delay or a difficulty, and we think, well, maybe this isn't where God wants you to go. But I'm asking you, persevere, because he's making your path straight. Even if there's a difficulty or a delay, it is still the most direct journey to where you want to be. And the problem with all this is time. We want to get there in our time. We want to shave 30 seconds off. We want to shave a week off, whatever it is. God is infinite and we are not. And so we want to work on our timeline because it feels like with every day that passes, it's getting closer to death, right? It's shorter. I only have a certain amount of time here. Come on, God, hurry up, hurry up. But he's got you on the most direct path. When we persevere, he makes your paths straight. See, it's different now in the digital age. I just talked about it, right? If I want corn now, I can just go to HEB and get corn. Or I could get curbside delivery and they could bring it to my car. Or even that, if I'm living the high life, I can have them deliver it right to my door. Well, back in the day, if you wanted corn, you had to go plant seeds, put it in the ground, like hoe the ground and water it. And I don't know what you do next, which is making my point for me, but you like keep it in there and it starts to grow. And then you wait a whole season and then eventually the corn sprouts up and then you have to go and harvest it. And that's like a nine month process. We don't have to do that anymore. So we're out of touch with the agriculture that a lot of scripture uses. A lot of scripture uses these agricultural metaphors so that you can get that everything has a season. And also there are two important parts of perseverance. You have to work and you have to wait. 
See, if you didn't work back in the day, you didn't eat. Your family didn't eat. The village didn't eat because you had to follow that process. You had to work. And if you didn't work, you didn't eat. You also had to wait because if you planted everything in the ground and you messed with it every day and you went out there and made sure that the corn is in the right rows and, well, I don't know if I like this corn. Maybe we should get artisan organic corn and plant that. And you you doubt yourself and you mess with it. It's not going to grow. It's just going to stay in the ground. So when it comes to perseverance, I get it. (laughs) Perseverance, hanging in there. You have to work and you have to wait. So for you, I have two things that I need to share with you because some of you guys are good at the working part. You're good at getting there and in your life, you're gonna go and you're gonna solve your own problems, you're gonna make it happen, you're gonna carpe diem, you're gonna seize the day. Um, You can't steer a parked car, let's do a good idea even if it's a bad idea. Come on, we're moving, we're moving, we're working. And for you, I'm gonna ask you to wait. You have to wait. The great Henry Blackaby said this, we've been taught don't just sit there, do something. But I'm going to tell you the opposite. Don't do something, sit there. Ooh, that's hard to swallow for us action people, right? We want to do something. We want to make something happen. But part of perseverance is waiting for God to do his part. Don't dig up your seeds when you're about to harvest. Let it happen. You have to wait, you have to be patient, and you have to let God make your path straight. And for you, I say, hang in there. They never show you the after part of these pictures. Like, did the cat fall or did he hang in there? (laughs) So for those of you who are prone to work to make things happen, hang in there. But there's others of us that are real good at waiting. And I mean, we can wait a long time and maybe you spent decades waiting going, you know what, maybe God doesn't want me to do anything. Maybe he's going to deliver everything to my door the way that I want it. Well, I've got the opposite message for you. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to do the hard work of praying and getting in scripture. You're going to have to do the hard work of joining a tribe or a community group. You're going to have to do the hard work of peeling the onion and getting involved in doing something. Because God isn't just going to bring it to you. You've got to work. That's your part of perseverance. And for any of my people here going through recovery or peel the onion, anybody here going through peel the onion? Yeah, recovery? Awesome. Hey, don't give up. Work the steps. Go through your inventory. Because there comes times every time that you just want to bail on it. The pain is too much. It's too hard. You're digging up too much junk in your life. You're like, I was better when I didn't know any of this stuff, right? Don't give up on it. And for some of you, if you're not in Peel the Onion or Recovery, don't know what that is, go to the back booth right there and talk to them about it. It is worthwhile. It is worthwhile to understand your hurts, habits, hang-ups, and your worst ways and all of those things. But you have to work. Perseverance is waiting and it's working. So you're going to have to do the work. Well, we have a model of perseverance from scripture. And I've mentioned it before, it was Jesus. In Hebrews 12, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And let me tell you, he endured the cross for us. Without the cross, we don't have any of what we've just talked about today. No chance to have a relationship with God. And he endured it happily. And he, he becomes a model for us of what we can do to endure. Well, let me tell you a little bit about not as good endurance as Jesus, but some perseverance it takes If you're here church shopping or have ever been looking for a church, you know that it takes a lot of perseverance. 
Well, as Humby mentioned before a million times, I'm from Southern California and moved here to Texas, right? And when we moved, we had to find a church. And before we left, we had somebody say, hey, when you get out there, look up Jaime Puente. And so we're like, okay, cool. And so we get out here and then we figured that, we figure out that Jaime Puente works for Trinity Baptist. And we watch one of Trinity Baptist service on TV and go, I don't think that's really our thing. So let's keep looking for churches. So we went to my in-laws church and it's a wonderful church. Great teaching, great worship, great people. We went to a Super Bowl party and we were the only people under the age of 60. And so like, it's like the middle of the first quarter and people are like, well, I think I'm going to go home now. Uh, tell me what happens in the game. I've obviously made them a little too old, but you follow where I'm going with this. And finally, one of these old women comes over to us and says, well, you know where the young people go? BRCC. We're like, okay, we got to go try BRCC. And so we show up at BRCC. It's our first day there. And they show a video announcing the downtown campus. And who is in the video with Doug Robbins? Jaime Puente. And it was clear. God said, okay, this is where I got to be. And so I run over to Doug. And I don't know if you guys know, I have a little bit of energy. And I may be like a pretty large man. And so I like, if this is Doug, I'm like, hey, Doug, how you doing? All right, dude. Jaime Puente was in the video. We came from LA and we got to do this. And it was a little overwhelming for him. But I came downtown and started volunteering. I was the service director for the first service in TriPoint, back when it was just a hollowed out Albertsons with a bunch of creepy hanging lights. That was my journey with downtown. But if you want to look at perseverance for a campus, look at the downtown campus. Four buildings, right? They started there at TriPoint. They moved from TriPoint to the Josephine, from the Josephine to the Cameo, and then the Cameo's under construction, so you move here to Sunset Station. That's four buildings. And all throughout, y'all have persevered. You've seen it. Doug, when he was trying to move to downtown, right? He lived out in the suburbs and he wanted to move downtown, and God gave him a word, and it said, city, city, city. And where does Doug live now? City Street. You've heard him tell that story a few times, haven't you? God was faithful. He made the path straight. When you first got the, we bought the cameo for $800,000, and what's it valued at now? Like three times that, right? Sunset Station happens to be open during the entire renovation. The right team gets over there. You've already seen God at work make those paths straight, and now you are a few short weeks from seeing what he's going to do. The cameo is there. And the rallying cry this whole time has been restore, restore. Don't just restore this building. Restore it as a symbol of restoring our city. That's why this campus is here. You're persevering and you're so close. You're like the dark night. You're on the edge about to take the leap and there's only a few weeks left. So don't give up now. Continue persevering. And when you continue persevering, you will see what God will do. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for loving us first. God, we thank you so much that you love us. And from that love, God, we can have a proper view of ourselves, that we, we can know who we are and love ourselves and find our identity in you. God, I pray that anybody in this room who doesn't know you, God, that they under the breath can just pray a little prayer that says, Jesus, I believe. 
Jesus, I believe, I trust you, and whatever that means, God, I pray that folks can do that right now. And if you're not ready to do that, if you're here and you're seeking, I pray that God would bless you beyond your imagination and you can see the real God of the universe because you gotta believe it for yourself. You can't take it from me up here on this stage. God, I pray that in our lives you allow us to, con- to persevere because we know we can trust in you. You will make our path straight. Let us trust and have faith that you will do that. God, I pray that for all the crooked paths right now, all of us that are looking for our paths to be made straight, let us persevere. Give us the courage. Give us the discipline to seek out a community group. Give us the discipline to wait on you instead of doing something ourselves. And God, we pray for City Church downtown. God, we pray that the cameo will open on time and be more beautiful than we could imagine. God, and we pray that the cameo be a beacon for the restoration of this city and the restoration of our people. Let it be a beacon of hope that says God loves you no matter who you are or where you come from. Let it be a beacon that says come to us and change lives. God, we pray that you will continue to move and make the path for City Church downtown straight. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.